Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Every year in the United States, over 600,000 children are reported missing, and it's estimated that another 500,000 go unreported every year. Adding the adults in that statistic on missing persons is staggering. Over 99.9% of these cases never make the national news, leaving loved ones desperately seeking help. These are their stories, their cries for help. We're not here to passively listen. We're here to take action. I'm Bob Ruff, and this is Truth and Justice, Missing Persons. Today's active missing persons case comes to us from East St. Louis, Illinois. On March 17th of this year, 32-year-old Josh Amos went out with some friends after work. The group hung out into the early hours of the morning when a disoriented Josh wandered away from the group. He went to a bus station looking to find his way home back to Granite City. A friendly bus driver helped Josh purchase a bus ticket and then drove him to a train station in East St. Louis. There, Josh is seen on camera wandering around. He seems to be confused, and he never got on a train. He wandered away from the station and is caught again on a security camera walking down the street. This was at 7.28 a.m. It was 20 degrees that morning, and Josh was not wearing a coat. After that sighting at around 7.30 in the morning on March 19th, Josh vanished. I'm joined today by Josh's mother, Christina Merrick. Christina is asking for our help with a search effort scheduled for this Tuesday, July 18th. Christina, thank you so much for joining me and and sharing uh, Josh's case with us, and and hopefully giving us an opportunity, myself and my listeners, to help. If we can, if we can just kind of start out with, can you tell us about Josh? So first, we know kind of who Josh is, and and know who we're looking for. Okay, uh, Josh was thirty two. Uh, his birthday is actually coming up. He'll be thirty three on July twenty eighth. Um, <clears throat> Josh is. Uh, Josh is my funny one. He's uh-huh. he's the one with all the stories, and uh, he's very charming. He has six siblings that he just loves so much, and and they miss him so much. Um, he has two little girls that are his whole world. They are uh, <clears throat> they are missing daddy very very much, um, and they're they're wanting to help. They actually wrote 
notes to everybody that purchased from our fundraisers and they wanted to help find dad. So he's a family man. He he's loyal. Family always came first with Josh, family and close friends and and um hard worker. Always was a hard worker, good work ethic. But yeah, he's he's very missed. He's he's a huge part of our family. He's my oldest son. Oh, and you have seven children? Yes, there was seven. Uh, my late husband and I uh, had four daughters and three sons. And uh, he's still a little scared of his sisters. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're his oldest sisters. And um, and he's got two younger brothers. And, and the youngest brother and him are also best friends. So this has been, you know, it's been hard on all of us. Um, we're very close knit family. Um, we do a lot of family activities and um, he loves being at the lake and the rivers. He loves to swim. He's a strong swimmer. He's so good with kids. He's just like, we call him the camp counselor of the family because we'll go to the lake or the river on a long weekend and he's got activities all planned out. Huh. You know, he's, he's just the fun one. He's just uh, so many stories, you know, he's, He's just really missed. So, so he was. I know he has the the two daughters that you mentioned, yes. and and he and the daughters' mothers aren't together anymore. Did he have like visitation custody uh, arrangements with his daughters? Uh, yeah, they they co parented. Um, he saw them often. I love her, Michelle, the mother of his children. Um, she's been so helpful during the searches, and she's been hanging in there. You know, it's hard to have two little ones missing their daddy and and she works full time and she takes care of them and and uh she misses him too you know and i love her she's just an amazing woman and amazing mom and and doing whatever she can to help you know but yeah they they did well they uh he got to see the girls often so and we all did we did a lot of family things even though they weren't together anymore we still you know did weekends at the lake and and they came down to my house and so it was they did okay they did okay and and so prior to josh's disappearance um mm-hmm. he, he was living in granite city illinois yes he was living in granite city uh my husband my late husband and i used to live in granite city and and uh that was where his job was you know yeah. so uh, he had started a new job, was really excited about it, uh, had a lot of great benefits and insurance. And actually, the night he went out was with a couple of new acquaintances from work. So I don't know them. <clears throat> I've met him since he's disappeared, but they were all basically new acquaintances that he went out with that night. And how long had he been at the new job? I believe three weeks. He was still kind of in training. Gotcha. And and what was he doing? What was the job? It was a uh, pre-coat metals in Granite City. Okay. Uh, something to do with metals. I'm not <laughs> sure what all it was, but you know, Granite City is a steel mill town, so it was that kind of job. Gotcha. You know, hard labor. Yeah. Now, you the last time from what I read, the last time you spoke with Josh was in March. Was that a? About... Yes, I I talked to him the seventeenth. So a day and a half before he, he went out on Saturday night. I talked to him Friday night. 
He's been gone since March 19th was when he disappeared. So tell me about that conversation you had with us. So he disappeared on March 19th. You spoke with him two days prior on March 17th, right. which is St. Patrick's Day. Right. So can you tell us about that conversation? Uh, he was talking about um, his new job uh, mm-hmm. and what he felt about it, how he liked it, and he was excited about it. Uh, we caught up on news about the grandbabies and, mm-hmm. you know, mostly about the girls, you know, yeah, just a basic, normal conversation, you know, mainly, like I said, about his two little girls. That's mostly what he talked about, you know, so keeping grandma caught up. <laughs> sure. Right. Right. Were there any indications whatsoever that anything was bothering him or anything like that during that conversation? No, no. Um, I, you know, we were all a little emotional because it was my late husband's birthday on March 21st, oh. you know, and that's always a hard time of year. But other than that, he, he was doing, he seemed fine, you know, just a normal, he had just gotten off work. He was tired. He was going to lay down for a little bit. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's about it. So, you, so at that point on the 17th, you had no concerns about anything. And no. Um, and just a reminder, we're going to move into the night of the disappearance. But so uh, Josh was uh, at this point, he thir- was 32 years old uh, and has two daughters who were eight and 11 years old. Correct. Right. Yeah. And then tells us. So then on Saturday night, it's a weekend. He doesn't have his daughters uh, and he goes out with some right. friends. And I'll let you yeah. uh, pick things up from there. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He had gone to a friend's house uh, before they went out that night. Then they went to Scarlet's Cabaret in Washington Park. And about 4.59 a.m., a fight had broken out in the VIP room. Mm-hmm. And Josh wasn't involved. Uh, but he was standing in the parking lot. You see him on camera standing in the parking lot. And then he just walks away. At that point, he walked um, made a ride out of the parking lot. And walked into Washington Park. And he had been there with a, with two or three other friends, right? There was three other people there that night. And I've talked to all three of them. Okay. And he just kind of wandered off on his own at about five o'clock in the morning. Right. Uh, two of the friends went on home 
And one of them stayed behind to look for him. And since the police were at the club because there was a fight that broke out, uh, the one friend did tell the police, hey, I can't find my friend. Is he back here? And they looked and said, no, he's not here. So that gentleman left and drove around for quite a while looking for him and never did see him. So an outdoor camera caught him going down, I think it's Faster Avenue in Washington Park. And it led the dog scent on the 21st. <clears throat> we were out looking on the 20th. The, the missing persons report was filed. Let's see, the 20th. And that night we were at the club. We were in Washington Park. Somebody gave us a contact number for SARS K-9 unit, and they came out on the 21st. Okay. And at the 21st was the first dog search. We've had, I think, five searches, mostly family and friends. And, and Washington Park's kind of a small community, and they only have a few police officers. And we weren't, <clears throat> we weren't getting the help we should have been giving. Um, they tried, I believe, but they just don't have the manpire. So eventually, Illinois State Police took over the case, but it took a while to get to that point. Okay. But yeah, we've had, I believe, five dog searches, and uh, our family was on the streets probably every day for the first three to four weeks. Our concern was that it was very cold that morning. It was 20 degrees and very windy. Mm -hmm. And Josh wasn't wearing a coat. Uh, he had a long sleeve t-shirt on, a pair of jeans and tennis shoes, and that was it. By all the video recordings we found, uh, he was at least outside from 4.58 a.m. to the last recording was 7.28 a.m. So he had been out for two and a half hours by that point of the last video we have of him. And that's why we've asked repeatedly for people if they can check their garages, if they can check neighborhood homes that are abandoned. Uh, we've had some issues of trying to check abandoned homes because some are owned by the county, some are owned by people, but they're abandoned. And so, you know, we've had problems with that. But the police have been getting a hold of owners and going in and checking abandoned buildings now. So that's been very helpful. You know, there's a video of him at the Metro Lincoln for whatever reason, Josh didn't get on the train. Well, let's, let's back up there. Cause I, I, I kind of took us off in another direction, but you, we mentioned that let's go through the events of the night that we have on camera. So you have at four okay. fifty eight, four fifty nine, he, we see him outside the club and then he, and, and then he right. walks away. Uh, from the he walked club. away. And then what else? Right. From there, how do things progress? And then uh, the club is right by the Larry Flint's club. And their outdoor camera shows him going down Vassar Avenue. Uh -huh. After that, we have a video of him being at JJK, Jackie Joyner Cursor. So that's a Metrolink bus station. A driver picks him up and takes him to Emerson Park. Uh, we see him at that Metrolink station at 645. Real quick there, I had read some, some the, the bus driver did speak to police, right, about how that interaction went down. She did later on. She didn't realize who he was until she saw Josh's face on Facebook on our page. And then she reached out to a family member 
Okay. And said, I had him on my bus. Um, she said he looked very cold and disoriented at that point. He kept stating, I, I need to get back home. I need to go to Granite City. I need to go to Madison County. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he had $20 in his pocket and she, he gave her the 20 He didn't, I guess at the time, didn't know how to purchase an all-day pass. So she helped him purchase an all-day pass on Metrolink. She then got him on the bus and took him to Emerson Park. Uh, We see him on video at 645, kind of walking back and forth like he's cold, waiting for the train. Family, us family believe that he didn't get on the train because... In Granite City, Metrolink only has the buses. They don't have train going to Met. So we think he was thinking, I can't get home by the train. I need the bus. Mm-hmm. We're feeling like maybe he tried to walk back to JJK. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, didn't make it. We, uh, The police have checked later on the video from both stations, and he never reappears at either station on that day. So... So he went from he left the club, then he sh- then he shows up on camera walking past another establishment, and then he's on camera at the bus station. And the bus right. driver tells us he's disoriented, he's cold, and mm-hmm. she has to help him get a ticket. He's saying he wants to go home to Granite City. Right, right. She takes him on the bus to a train station. We- then we see him on video at the train station. Where right. he's looks like he's wandering around waiting for a train, but then the train comes and goes, and he doesn't get on it. And then, right. and then we see, we see him just kind of walk off camera at the train station, right? And then he walks towards EEJ Trucking, and that is the last time we see him on video. That's at seven twenty eight in the morning. I've got it wrote down somewhere. Sorry, I'm gonna put my glasses on real quick. That's all right. Uh, video at EJ Motor Truck Transport on Lincoln Avenue shows Josh West on Lincoln Avenue turns and walks north on North 17th Street. Josh turns around and bo- walks back to Lincoln Avenue, turns and walks east. Uh, no video after that one. And that's that's in East St. Louis. Yes. Yes. That's uh, right off Lincoln Avenue and North 17th Street in East St. Louis. And so that is our our last sighting of him, 7.28 a.m. And again, it sounds disoriented. It sounds like he walks one direction, turns around, walks another direction. Well, when you, when you see him on the video, there's, um, I think he had the right idea of which way he was going, but there's concrete barriers. Okay. And so you see him turn around and go back to North 17th Street. And then you see him turn left on Lincoln Avenue, which... We believe he just took the wrong turn. If he had taken one of the other streets, we think he was taking Lincoln Avenue, got confused with a different street that he could have made it back to Jackie Joyner Cursor, and he just took the wrong street. My personal belief by that time, he had worked all day and then went out after work. So he had been up by that time about 30 hours. Mm -hmm. And I think he was just cold and exhausted and tired. And I think he was probably looking for some place to just lay down. You said that you've you've spoken with the the friends that were with him that night, or people have. Yes. Yeah. Um, does it? Did they? Had he been drinking that night? Yeah, they had been drinking. You know, I don't. They've never been officially questioned by the police, but you know, I I talked to most of them, all three of them actually, 
he left his cell phone at one of at the friend's house they went to the night before. Why they didn't call the family immediately afterwards, I'm not sure. In my opinion, they waited too long. Um, but the one gentleman, like I said, did go out and search. He did look mm-hmm. for him. The other two did not. Uh, one joined us on a search later. But I don't I don't think they had anything to do with his disappearing. I know there's rumors in, on Facebook. It was those three need to be questioned. But on every video, you never see these three show back up. So I wanted to kind of clear that up that sure. we don't believe they had any involvement at all. We just think Josh got lost. Yeah. And from what I heard from uh, in one of the reports I saw online that in that last video at 728, they see him, walk, but there's there's nobody following. There's nobody around him. Right. He's, right. He's by himself um, walking around. So he'd been up for 30 hours. He'd spent a night. He was drinking. We have at least one report right. of him being very disoriented and yes. cold. It's 20 degrees. And there, There's also a rumor that after he left the club, uh, there was a homeless lady that uh, came to one of my children when we were out searching and said that she had heard that a man had uh, mugged a white male at about 5.30 that morning. And so there's a question of, was he mugged? Was there a concussion involved? And, you know, we, we, we can't rule that out and we can't prove it happened either. So, mm-hmm. um, the woman says it did happen. Uh, she apparently gave a name to the police in Washington Park, but uh, either it didn't check out or they could never find that gentleman who, you know, and I'm I'm not even sure what the name was. But there's been a lot of rumors, you know, and it's hard to, hard to tell. The, we can't prove it one way or another. Let's say that, you know. Right. So... You know, I'm I'm still asking for people to check their properties, and and um, you know, on the 18th, um, this is going to be the first police organized search. They have kind of talked to me and um, feel like I should wait at the parking area. They don't want a mom there if something is found, and I can understand that. So, you know, we're just praying for good news. We. We're, I'm just hoping he made it out of the area, maybe got a ride with someone, uh, could have fallen asleep on one of the railroad cars. Uh, one of the dogs since tracked him to the train tracks. On It's right by EJ Trucking. It's on North 23rd Street. Mm-hmm. I know when we personally did our searches, if we even touched the rocks by the train tracks, they were on us, the railroad company, and said, you can't be here. Uh, within seconds Mm -hmm. and they said they had been on high alert because if you remember in march ohio had that derailment right and so they were on high alert and literally we stepped by the railroad tracks the security for railroad was right there and we asked them and they said they hadn't seen them they hadn't seen them on their videos so could it have happened i don't know it it doesn't seem like there's any possibility that he intentionally just disappeared no because you guys have if you guys checked the i know he didn't have a cell phone on him but have you checked bank records to see if there was any activity with any of his cards or anything we did and and so far we haven't found any activity on his cards um we've checked his social media there's nothing since that night 
so no activity at all whatsoever. And honestly, Josh, um, we were such a close knit family that we all believe that if he had left, he would at least let one of us know he was okay. Mm-hmm. Especially as little girls. I don't think he would ever intentionally let them wonder. Right. You know, it's just heartbreaking to watch his girls try and deal with this. And, you know, it's hard for us adults to wrap our minds around him being missing. I to imagine how they're handling it. And it's just unimaginable. You know, there's, it's almost like you're grieving, but you're not sure what you're grieving for. You know, is he, is he missing and hurt? Is he no longer among us? You know, and it's just a roller coaster ride because you get a call or you get someone messaging you a picture of him and asking if it's him. And I get messages every day. I probably get 20 to 30 messages a day. And at least once a day, a picture is this him, you know, and you got to brace yourself because every time it hasn't been you know there's been a few where i thought okay this is a good lead and then you get your hopes up and it doesn't pan out and it's the heartbreak it's so i no longer to protect myself i don't get excited anymore i try to keep if i get a message i just okay and i know i had one lady kind of seem upset at me she's like well you don't act real excited this could be a lead and i said i've learned not to me i can't yeah i can't emotionally handle the disappointment when it's proven it's not so uh you kind of build you have to build that wall up you have to guys grow a thick skin Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Unfortunately, there are some cruel people in this world, and we've gotten a, a few very sick, uh, evil messages where they claim they have him and they're torturing him and if we don't pay them they're going to kill him and it's just been and of course i call the state police and and they rule it out they check into it and it's just somebody trying to get money but 
you can't prepare yourself for something like that. That's um, it's a mom's worst nightmare. You know, he's my baby. Uh, he's 32, but he's my baby. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't imagine how the girls are. They're being so strong and, and they're such good kids and, and they just want dad home. And I know the oldest asked them. They both ask really tough questions, but. uh I don't know. You know, Bella asked the other day, what are we going to do if he's if he's deceased? And I said, well, I said, Bella, what did you say when Papa passed? And she said that he'll live in our hearts forever. And I said, and that's what's going to happen if if Josh is no longer with us. You know, he's. uh, It's leaving such a hole, (laughs) you know, it's. um. And it, it's afraid to let go of hope, but you're scared to keep a hold of hope because if it's if it's bad, if it's a worst case scenario, you feel like you need to try and prepare for it. But you got to hold on to hope because you don't want him to think you're not. We'll never quit looking. You know, we're always going to look for him um, no matter how long it takes. And, you know, you read about these families that have been looking for 10, 20, 30 years. And I think, oh my God, I can't for, it's been almost four months and it's, it's, um, it seems like forever. So I can't, I can't imagine going for years. I just can't, but I, I, I hope I can give his children answers they need and, and uh, just be there for him as much as we can. They've got a mom and, and aunts and uncles and a, and a grandmother that loves them with their whole hearts. So that's what I'm concentrating on. You know, I'm I'm concentrating on the ki- my other kids and, and my grandbabies and, and getting them through this. And, you know, so. So. The reason that we we brought you on right now this is that mm-hmm. he's been missing for four months, but there is some um, timeliness, some urgency to this because, as you uh, you mentioned a, a bit earlier, that uh, this Tuesday, July eighteenth, there's there right. is a search and they're asking for volunteers from the area. So, do you want to tell us about that? I do. Um, so we are going to meet at 8 a.m. at Worldwide Technology Raceway. It's in Madison, Illinois. My old employer for student is donating two buses and two drivers. And so we are going to have a meeting at the parking area first uh, between about eight to nine of instructions from the state police. Uh, there's other search and rescue groups that have joined in and uh they're they've been amazing and and, um they are going to give volunteers instructions about a grid search and breaking them up into groups uh by then after the meeting we'll load the buses and shuffle people from the parking area to east st louis and um start the foot search there again they're bringing the dogs in beforehand they don't want anybody there while the dogs are in the area um we're gonna let the dogs do their thing uh so i'll be there uh, i'll be there early 
um, in case the dogs turn up any evidence. But we're asking public not to get their, you know, meet us at Worldwide Technology at eight. Okay. We do have American Water has donated a water truck with bottled waters and in on ice. We've got some porta potties coming where people can use the restroom, and we've got uh, people that have donated some snacks. Um, they're asking for people to wear neon colored shirts so they can be spotted easily. Uh, they're asking for long sleeves and long pants and, and closed toes shoes. If you got bug spray, bring it. I've already got quite a few ticks on me this year from mm -hmm. the searches there and ticks are bad this year out there. They're asking for people to wear gloves. There's some wooded areas that we'll be searching also. And so I would recommend boots not just tennis shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's debris on the ground out there, you know, so we want everybody to be safe. Uh, we are asking that everybody bring ID because we're going to have sign in and sign out thing. The fire chief's taking care of that where when we leave the area, we know everybody's accounted for. Right. So it, it's going to be hot. Uh, we will have EMS has volunteered to be there in case anybody has any hardships with the heat and the humidity. Uh, we felt like that was a good extra measure to have EMS on hand in yeah, case of emergency. So there will be between firefighters and police and first responders, there will be 60 of them. So we will be, there's going to be plenty of uh, first responders at the scene. So. So that will be this, this Tuesday. I'm going to, I'll make sure I put all those details that you just described to us. Okay. In our mm -hmm. in our uh, in the description of this episode, so if you're listening to this and you're you are around or can be around the East St. Louis area of Illinois on on this Tuesday, July 18th, check that information. And for for those of you listeners that maybe aren't in the area that that want to help in some way, is that is there any need for financial need or anything for people to maybe provide uh, for more food or water or anything like that? Or are you guys set with that? I don't think so. We have gotten some monetary donations uh, from friends and from family members. Um, and we've, like I said, we have water donated. Uh, we've got quite a few that have bought some snacks. Um, the police are asking that everybody be able to carry some water with them and maybe a granola bar or some kind of snack. It might be a long day. I'm not sure how long yeah. this will take. They do have a van in case somebody needs to leave early. They can take them back to parking. Okay. So if you can only come for a couple hours, come on out. You know, we'll make sure you get back to your car. That sounds great. And um, the last thing, so for updates on the case, what's going on with the search, is the best place for people to go to the Bring Josh Home Facebook page? Yes, yes. I I try and either me or, or one of my children or uh, Michelle, we try and update it every day. And, you know, there's we're at least making one post a day. It might be a story about Josh or his picture or uh, whatever. But if there's an update on the search, we post it right away. Illinois State Police has been amazing. Uh, they're the ones that sent the post last night for me to post on the page. The detective in charge has just gone above and beyond. She's just been amazing. I'm 
I'm so thankful they took the case over. You know, I, I talk to her almost daily. They give me, and she's just amazing. So I have nothing but good things to say about Illinois State Police and what they've done since they took the case over. So uh, very thankful, very thankful. Uh, we did have, I wanted to mention this. And my mind's foggy. I can't even remember the date. I think it was July 7th. It was the 7th, July 7th. Uh, Midwest EquiSearch came out. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people recommended them. Illinois State requested them. But they came out on the 7th. And, and we didn't advertise that because they had brought some special equipment out. And it was a special drone that can pick out colors of clothing. So they came out with their drones and flew them in. And there was no sighting of Josh anywhere at that point. But there's a lot of a lot of wooded, tight, dense woods. And so that area might have to be rechecked when some of the foliage isn't mm-hmm. as, you know. But uh, they did come out, and, and we are so appreciative of them. They came all the way out from Ohio and, and spent the weekend. And um, we were out there most of the day with EquiSearch. And they did a wonderful job, and, and we're Family's very appreciative of them coming out, but drone searches have already been done. So there is a police force. I think it's, I think it's the fire. Brad White, he's a fire chief in O'Fallon, and I think they are bringing more drones out the day of the search on the 18th. Okay. They are bringing a boat and a water dog to check some of the waterways. Only police will be going into abandoned buildings. We don't volunteers. They don't want volunteers going in into any abandoned structures. So volunteers will mainly be walking in the open fields. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a tight grid search. We just didn't have the numbers before to do a tight grid search. You know, we looked, but it's easy to overlook something. Right. So this is going to be a lot more organized. And my hope is, and if if history means anything that uh, our audience i'm I'm certain will show up and you should have you I, i'm confident saying you'll have the numbers this time to do this kind of search yeah. that needs to be done that's that's the that's that's what our audience does is they step in and help when people need help so that would be amazing i would appreciate that so much for sure The last confirmed sighting of Josh Amos was at 7.28 a.m. in East St. Louis, Illinois. Josh is 5'11", 190 pounds, medium-complected, with brown hair and brown eyes. His hair at the time was short, and he had a shortly trimmed beard. He also has several tattoos on his arms and one on his chest. At the time of his disappearance, he was wearing a light gray long-sleeved t-shirt, blue jeans, in all black Adidas tennis shoes. Josh's family is asking for anyone who is available or can be available this Tuesday, July 18th. Please report to the Worldwide Technology Raceway in Madison, Illinois by 8 a.m. to assist in a tight grid search for Josh. To stay updated on the case, you can join the Bring Josh Home Facebook group. If you have any information about Josh Amos's whereabouts, call 911 or the Washington Park Police at 
Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production. All music for the show is created and composed by Shane Yoder at PutThemInASong.com. The font you see on all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com design, created, manages, and maintains our website, Truth and Justice Pod, where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. Thank you to our volunteer transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Courtney Wimberly, Erica Cantor, Melissa Cardenas, Kaywood Yomnick, and Danielle Rohr. And as always, thank you to all of you for your engagement and your support. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that in a number of ways. The number one way for you to support our work is to become a patron at patreon.com slash truthandjustice. If you join our Patreon, not only will you be financially supporting our work, but you'll also get something for your pledge. For just $5 per month, you'll get all episodes ad-free and also a video version of the Friday follow-ups that include an hour-long pre-show chat exclusive to our patrons. Other levels will get you a Truth and Justice Army t-shirt, Truth and Justice hats, and even the opportunity to co-host a Friday follow-up episode. Just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice to sign up. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. It doesn't cost you a penny, and it goes a long way towards making the show more visible. If you have a case that you'd like us to consider covering, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram, or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. For all of you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod, and I can be found on social media at BobRuffTruth. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.